0: you're listening to the imperfect pursuit podcast guys happy 2022 i know i did this in my last episode but i feel like i say happy new year for the entire length of january i hope you've had the most wonderful start to the year i hope that it has been filled with so much time and space to rest and dream and plan and that you're feeling motivated and inspired for 2022 I thought I would record a special episode all about creating your best year. I wanted to share some tips, some strategy, some inspiration to help you prepare for this year and create some intentions for 2022. My friend Hannah and I recently hosted a workshop a few days ago doing our 2022 planning workshop. So this is kind of like a very mini condensed version Now, we have also decided to release the replay and the workbook from that workshop and make that available for purchase. So if you want to purchase the replay of our 2022 planning workshop and get your hands on a digital copy of our workbook, then just DM me on Instagram at Sarah Luthie and mention this episode. And I can send you the link to purchase that replay. It'll be just $37. So if you missed it live, do not worry. We had so much amazing feedback after the workshop and we thought it would be nice to make that available for anyone who may not have bought a ticket prior to the workshop. So I'm excited for this episode. I think it will be a little bit short and sweet, but I'm stoked that you are tuning in and that you are ready to create your best year yet. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthie and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Okay, now the first thing I wanted to say before we dive in is that while we can't control every single detail of life and business, because there are some things that you can control, you can control your attitude and your thoughts, you can control the way that you plan and set intentions, you can control to an extent the way that you show up and do the work. And while there are things that might get in the way, there will always be hurdles in life and business. Some things don't always go to plan. I want you to know that you still have control over a lot of things in your life and your business. And I think as business owners, it's important for us to take a level of responsibility over our business. Yes, things come up and sometimes it's not nice. (laughs) Things don't always go to plan. Sometimes we don't always respond to things in the way that we expect ourselves to. For example, we might have a really big week and then the following week we might just be really tired and that's okay. But I heard James Wedmore talk about this idea of taking responsibility and while that can seem a little bit high pressure, (laughs) I actually found it pretty empowering in a way. So... As I talk through this episode and I speak about different strategies and different mindsets and things, I just thought I would start the episode by talking about this idea that we can take a level of responsibility, we can take a level of ownership over our businesses. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, (laughs) the first thing I wanted to mention, step one if you will, is to look back in order to look forward. The first part of this workshop that Hannah and I hosted earlier in the week was a high-level reflection of 2021. And I think reflection is so important. It's so important to look back in order to look forward and in order to move forward. So I just want to ask you to ask yourself what went well in 2021 and what didn't go so well in 2021. So whether you reflect on your list of goals that you set 12 months ago and kind of use that as a benchmark, that could be a place to start. Or maybe there is just some highlights and maybe some lowlights that come to mind when you think about what did or didn't go so well. Another question I have for you is what do you need to start, stop or sustain? So what do you want to start? You might want to start hiring. You might want to start implementing new systems. You might want to start doing certain habits or rhythms in your life or your business. What do you want to stop? You might want to stop doing certain tasks in your business that are wasting your time. You might want to stop working so much. You might want to stop working with clients that don't value what you do. And then what do you want to sustain? There are some things that might be going really well and you don't want to change them and that's actually really, really wonderful. So identify anything that you want to start, stop or sustain. And then also in this realm of reflection, the reflection realm for 2021, of course you can look at your numbers, your sales, your profit, how many clients you worked with and yeah, any wins that you had, any challenges that you faced, any lessons that you learned. I really think that this is step one. Is reflecting on the year that's just been and looking back in order to look forward it solidifies the things that you value it solidifies in your mind the things that went really well and the things that didn't so that you can set intentions and set goals for the new year and that brings us into step two is to identify your desires and your goals I love goal setting. It's one of my most favorite things. I find it really fun and empowering. I know that's not everyone's attitude towards goal setting, but I really think that when we enter a new year, it's so important to simply be able to identify the things that we want. If I'm honest, my personality doesn't naturally identify my own desires. It kind of takes me a while and takes a lot of time and energy for me to actually realize okay this is what i want but i think that it becomes easier once you start allowing yourself to own your desires it doesn't make you a greedy or a selfish person particularly if you can go deeper than just surface level goals and really understand your motivation and your purpose but i really believe that identifying these desires is really important so We're all going to have different wants and different needs and different goals and that's okay. But I'm just going to ramble off a few generic goals just to give you guys, I guess, a place to start as you are setting some goals and intentions for the year if you haven't already done this. So you might want to look at your lifestyle. Are there things that you would love to do or to purchase? Is there something that you're saving for? Is there something that you want to do with your family? Because all of this is very likely going to dictate what your business goals are. When you can start identifying the things you want in your personal life, this will probably determine some of your business goals. So what are some of your goals? Do you want to start a podcast this year? Do you want to... Start working with a higher-end client. Do you want to simply start your business? Do you want to do a rebrand or create a website for your business? Do you have financial goals? How much money do you want to make? Is there a course or a coach that you've been wanting to invest in? There are so many different types of goals that you could set. But friend, I just want you to be able to start identifying the things that you want. Okay, step three is to develop your sales goal and plan. So potentially in the last step when you are identifying your goals, maybe you were writing them down or maybe you have started having a bit of a goal list. Potentially some financial goals came up in that step. But in this step, we're going to go a little bit deeper. Developing your sales goal and plan. So what is your sales goal? I see so many business owners being too afraid to set a sales goal for their business. I'm not sure if it's because we're afraid of failure, we're afraid of not meeting that goal, or maybe we just don't even know where to start. We don't know how to set a sales goal. Well, if that is you, if you don't know where to start, I would just be looking at past data as a starting point. And then what would it look like for you to double last year's sales? What would it look like if you tripled last year's sales? What would it look like if you 10 times last year's sales? So based on that, ultimately, to create a sales goal, you kind of need to know what your profit goal is. How much money do you want to make? I'm not talking about your business, but how much do you personally want to make from your business? Because really, that's probably going to determine what your sales goal needs to be. Now, there's a lot of strategy in this and a lot of maths involved when we're kind of coming up with these numbers and saying that we don't need to overcomplicate it. But this is something that I love talking to my clients through looking back at all of the different data and the different financial statements, looking at the different percentages and helping them to create realistic but also stretching kind of goals. But really, that is the first thing you need to understand what your sales goal is and then create a plan of how you're going to meet that, because it's all well and good to say, I want to make six figures. But if you don't actually know what you need to sell, how many of that you need to sell, really, it's just a fluffy number that you have pulled out of thin air and you are far less likely to actually hit that goal if you don't have a plan of attack. So what do you need to sell? Now, this is really all about developing your strategic offer suite. Hannah and I often coach our Grow Better mentoring students through this in Voxer. It's something that we really love is helping people create a strategic offer suite. Now with this, you need to know what your main offer is and really hone in on who you're selling to and how you're serving them. And then of course, what all of your other sub offers will be. What does your value ladder look like? How can you diversify your income? And then how many of each of those products or services do you need to sell in order to hit your sales goal? Going through this exercise of developing a sales plan is so, so powerful. It is so simple, but it is going to give you such clear vision of what you need to do. Now, while you're developing your sales plan, this would be a very good opportunity to also review your pricing. This is something that I love talking to my coaching clients about, helping them to develop their sales plan and in turn, their offer suite and their pricing structure. So often I see business owners leaving money on the table by simply charging too low and being afraid to increase their pricing. So that is step three, is to develop your sales goal and your sales plan. The next thing I wanted to mention when we are creating our best year is to prioritize your personal growth. This can look like so many different things, but I think if we go into this new year with the intention of prioritizing our own personal growth, I think we will be so pleasantly surprised by the impact this will have. Personal growth can look like reading books that will educate you and inspire you. Personal growth could look like getting counseling or investing in your own education or development. It could look like creating rhythms and habits of having dedicated quiet time in the morning to spend time with God or simply just doing some journaling and preparing your heart for the day. But this is something that I really want to work on this year is my personal growth. And as I was writing down some notes for this episode and really intentionally thinking about what does creating our best year actually look like, I really think that personal growth should be really high on that list. So that was the fourth thing that I wanted to mention. And then the next thing which kind of goes hand in hand is to lean on the right people. So yes, that can look like a business coach or mentor. It can look like leaning on the right group of friends and allowing the right people into your life. Leaning on the right people could look like hiring or leaning on your staff a little bit more, giving them some more responsibility if that's something that they want. So that was the next thing that I had written down for this episode and something that I also am going to focus on this year is leaning on the right people because we all know that when we try to do everything on our own, it just, it doesn't end up well. (laughs) We weren't designed to do life or business on our own. And I think if we're intentional and dedicated to creating a really joy-filled life and business, I think we need to be okay with leaning on the right people. Now, notice that I did say leaning on the right people because not everyone will have your best interests at heart, whether that's friends or even staff members or, dare I say, even business coaches. So I think it's really important to use discernment here and really lean on people that you trust. And last but not least on my list of ways to create your best year is to create space for things that bring you joy. I'm the kind of person who pours every bit of my energy into my business because I love my business and I am really dedicated and motivated and determined to build this business. But along the way, I have definitely found that I have poured so much of my time and energy into my business that I end up feeling really tired. I end up lacking motivation and my mind is just stimulated all the time thinking about work or thinking about how I can grow my business or thinking about all of the jobs that I have to do. And really it's just not healthy. While I love my job, I don't want my business to become my idol. I don't want my business to become the only thing in my life aside from friends and family. I want to have hobbies. I want to really be able to identify and pursue those little things that bring me joy and to be so intentional in creating space for those things. So for you, whether that is reading, whether that's doing some kind of craft, doing puzzles, doing exercise, playing an instrument. I don't know, but I think it's so important to create space for those things. So identify those things that do bring you joy. It could be thrift shopping. It could be going for walks or going to your favorite cafe and reading a book. It could be doing some journaling. But identify those things And create space for them. So even if that means you actually need to carve out time in your calendar, because honestly, that's probably me. I think I need to carve out time in my calendar. Otherwise, they probably just won't happen. But I think when we are looking at the big picture of creating our best year, I've shared lots of things already, but I wanted to finish by saying that creating space for the things that bring you joy should be on that list. I was reflecting recently on all of the little things that bring me joy and all of the Really small, seemingly insignificant things that, yeah, bring me joy daily and things that I'm thankful for. And some of the small things that I realized I really just love are being able to make my coffee in the morning with our new coffee machine. I actually just love that so much. I love that we have really good coffee at our house. It's such a nice way to start the day or to have an afternoon coffee. I love doing my skincare routine each day. Over the last couple of months, I've developed a very intentional, simple, but still specific skincare routine, which... I do in the morning and night, and I change it up each day depending on the products I'm using and the way my skin is. And it's just a new thing that I've been learning about and I've just really been enjoying. It only takes a few minutes each day, but it makes me feel like I'm taking care of my skin and therefore taking care of myself. So that's just a small thing that brings me joy each day, and I want to continue prioritizing that this year. I really have been loving journaling recently. And yeah, there are just lots of little things this year that I want to create more space for. Going to the beach, going for more walks with the dogs, spending time reading instead of scrolling my phone. And I really think all of these little things really add up. And are ultimately going to bring so much more balance and joy to our lives if we can identify all of those things, big or small, and be really intentional in creating space and time for them. So there we have it, creating your best year yet. Let me quickly read through that list again. If you're anything like me, you love a sneaky recap at the end. So number one was to look back in order to look forward. Number two was to identify your desires and goals, whether that's journaling, writing them down, writing them on a note in your phone, actually identifying the things that you would love to see happen. Number three, develop your sales goal and plan. So work out how much profit you want to make and therefore what your sales goal should be. What do you need to sell? How many units do you need to sell? And does your pricing need to change? Number four, prioritize your personal growth, whether that's counseling, reading more books, investing in education, listening to podcasts. I don't know, but prioritizing personal growth is going to be so important if you want to grow this year. Number five is to lean on the right people. The right staff members, the right friends, the right family members, the right coaches. And remember that you just can't do everything on your own. And then last but not least, create space for the things that bring you joy. So there we have it. Those are the six things that I think are so crucial in creating your best year. Now, notice I didn't say your most profitable year, your most successful year, because to me, while profit and while business wins are awesome. And they're really, really important. And I love celebrating those things. I also think that with those wins, we also need to prioritize personal wins as well. Otherwise, we're just going to be left feeling pretty unfulfilled and pretty unhappy. I've had moments in my business where I've met these really big business goals. But then when I've actually taken a step back, I've realized, wow, like I haven't done something for myself in a long time or yeah I've hit this goal but I'm not feeling super joy-filled right now and I think when we can create a life that we love and a life that brings us joy we can pour more effort and energy into our business and celebrate those wins from a more healthy and balanced standpoint if that makes any sense (laughs) but guys, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I believe that 2022 is going to be your best year if you can prioritize these six things that I talked about today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Sarah Luthie. Just let me know you tuned into the episode. I would love to hear from you. So before I keep on rambling on, <laughs> that's it from me. So until next time, keep on imperfectly pursuing your purpose. And I'll chat to you in the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website, www.sarahluthie.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.